Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Mondon, here with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Hello. How are you? It's been a long time. And Addison Elko. Happy to be back. I'm very happy to be back. We've taken quite some time off. Um, for for some reasons outside of our control, unfortunately, has some un- unfortunate circumstances. Um, some positive circumstances, rock on the range. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. island. Great mm-hmm. place. Great people. I, I bet. Nice, I have a nice tan now. Did you, uh, did you get to do any uh, any hula-ing? I didn't personally hula. I was offered the opportunity to hula on stage. I did turn it down. Okay. Um, I'd rather not make a fool out of myself in front of the executives. Okay. But it, okay. it could have went either way. Maybe I, I am that outgoing guy that they remember, or now I'm like the quiet, safe guy that they had the conversation with at the table. I don't know. Time will tell. But it was a great experience. Did you get laid? I don't like to... I don't like to kiss and tell... <laughs> Yeah, I did. Oh, I was talking about the, the, the lace, flowers, the flowers that thing that they gave you. Oh, yeah. this is awkward. Oh, okay. This, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, so let's talk about football, right? right? right. That's what this podcast is about, if you guys already forgot. Um, first thing, though, we have a blog now. We do. The blog The blog is up and running. We posted our first article Tell last night. Tell me about it. Um, it's, it's, it's a thrilling tale about the story of, of a trade I made um, a few months back to acquire Rashad Perriman. And, you know, I got some plaque for it. But I, I think the article really sums up a lot of the positives of Brashad. Maybe you see him in a new light. So you you got to check it out. I'm not going to spoil it. I don't want to do that. I'm not a spoiler guy. And people have asked, are we accepting you know other articles besides us? I would say a resounding yes. If anybody listening wants to submit their own articles to to one of us three first, and we'll post it. You know, make sure it's formatted correctly or whatever. But yeah, if you have anything you want to. Share on the blog. Post away. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Mike Rogers. Yeah, Mike. Mike Rogers already contacted me separately. I'm looking at everyone else out there. I know people have ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know people have some ideas. So, so send us your thoughts. Absolutely. So that being said, we do have a long show. So let's get the ball rolling. Um, so we're going to talk about some NFL news and notes, as always. Start off. Um, we'll run a quick trivia question. I have a couple of picked out, but we'll run a quick one just because we have a long show today. We'll go over some of the trades. As we said, we haven't really been here for a while, so a couple have happened. Uh, Spoiler, I was in all of them. We'll do some <laughs> we'll do some love hate with the rookies post draft. Um, some of the just some situations that are, are, are toss ups in the eyes of many people. We'll say if we like them, we hate them, give reasons why. Then we will move on to our personal sleeper of the week. Then tease next week, give you guys a little taste of what might happen, and uh, we'll call it a night. What do you guys say? Let's get into it. Yum. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So let's start with, with a quick game of trivia. Um, so, for you both, using Dynasty Nerds ADP as of April, so the most recent ADP that they have available, okay. we're looking at the top 100 players drafted in startups right now for a Dynasty League, okay? In that list of 100, 31 NFL teams are have at least one player in there. Okay. Can you tell me the one team... That does not have one player inside uh, the top 100. Well, right off the bat. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do it at the end, right? Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Okay. I well, mean, I there have are an some, idea right off the bat. There are some obvious choices, but Oof. I want to see if you guys can get it. It's an interesting one. It's different, but there's one team. I was surprised. I was doing some like data analysis of my own. I was playing around with it in a spreadsheet. I found that there was one missing. It's pretty interesting. You were surprised by the missing team? I'm not saying anything. Like okay. I said, I don't spoil. Okay. Except okay. For trades with me. Okay, so on to some NFL news. I'll start with running backs. A few things have happened. Uh, one notably, Jamal Charles finally has a landing spot to the Denver Broncos. 
it's a crowded backfield in Denver. Um, I mean, obviously, Jamal Charles of old, when he was going 101 in startups earlier in the 2000s, easily would have ran away with the job. Incredible player. He probably would have got hurt after week three, mm-hmm. but he would have been extremely productive up until week three. Mm-hmm. Now it's a completely different story. There's even rumors coming out he might not make the team. Uh, do you like the landing spot? Do you think he has a good shot to play? Maybe supplant C.J. Anderson, Devontae Booker? What, what are your thoughts? I, don't, I think it's less about the landing spot and more that I just don't like Jamal Charles anymore. Like, do you, have you guys seen the picture of when he's sitting in the car and his knee is just like, looks like it looks like the size of a balloon? No, I've heard about it. Though. I haven't seen it either. And like, that's like after months of rehab and stuff. His knee just does not look normal. So he's got the injury question. I mean, he had a great career. He had a, when he was in his prime. He was like you said, a, you know, going one hundred and one in in drafts. Um, he's competing for a spot with C.J. Anderson, um, Booker. Um, C.J. Anderson was hurt last year, but he should be coming back strong. I don't know. I I think he'll probably make the team, but I don't know if he's anything more than an RB three. Personally, on the on his own team, on on, on his own <clears throat> not team. for fantasy. Yeah, I agree. I was surprised to see the the news come out that he's even like debating debating being on the roster. Um. You know, I think we discussed him when we were discussing AP and all of that about who versus who would you rather have. And Charles gives you the the PPR um, upside that, you know, Peterson or Lynch might not give you. So I think some people did or were excited to see what was going to happen with Charles. But I agree. I'm not – I don't know who has him. I think Balducci has Balducci him. Balducci still yeah. has him. Yeah, he's held him for a while. I, don't, I mean, I think he's – at this point, you just got to hold on to him because I don't think you're going to more, get more than a – no, like a fifth. A third. Oh, like like a third. I wouldn't even give more than a fifth. It's yeah, because he is, I mean, Booker didn't really show anything last year, but he's still there and young. It's mm-hmm. a rookie running back. You know, you got to give a little bit of patience. And Anderson has shown to be, you know, have a high have yeah. a high ceiling. So uh, I guess I get it for depth if they don't think Booker is the real deal and they just want to have a nice backup. But it's, it's more of, yeah, I agree. It's just an if he's even going to make the team or stay healthy. So I wouldn't take my chances on it. Yeah, I just want to mention, too, they did lose uh, Capri Bibbs. So, I mean, that kind of opens the door a little bit for him, I guess. But As the starter, because we know Capri Bibbs was probably going to be the... Yeah, he was going to take the Capri Bibbs yeah. is, is sneaky decent. He's a special teamer. It, it sucks, because he went to the 49ers. Great last name. Bibbs is a great last name. Shout out to Bibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, a much more positive signing, and I think this one absolutely boosted his value uh, one tenfold. Uh, Legarrette Blunt to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. You, I, you're shaking your head. I'm going to let you jump in. Well, Why? no, I'm shaking my head because I hate it. Because I've been okay. sitting on Smallwood for a year. Of course, yeah. And then it was it was funny because we were the Yahoo projections came out like a week <laughs> or two ago, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. I mean, Yahoo take it with a, a grain of salt, but it's still fun to look at the projections. Yeah. And they had Smallwood getting like eight to ten a week because I guess they projected him to eventually be the starter. And then as soon as this signing happens, boom, like two or three points. He's going to be taking the RB1 workload. He is older. I, I think maybe his this Patriots year was a little bit of an anomaly as far as his ceiling for fantasy production. But it just clutters that backfield more. And for me as a Smallwood owner, i got to just either look to trade him. I, I don't know if I can cut him, but i got to sit on him for another year and wait for Blunt to be gone. And who knows, they might. I thought they were going to draft the running back this year. They might. I think they dropped the one late, but no one. They, they signed Corey Clement. Yeah, they, and, they drafted uh, uh, Donnell Pumphrey. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, they could draft one next year. So 
you know, I'm not happy about it, but if you're if you've held on to Blunt for this long, then I think it's a good landing spot for him. I think he'll have not running back one. I think it's flex value, which is still great for his age. Yeah, I think he could be RB two in Philly. Yeah, especially with the goal line carries. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Philly's offense is still very good. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns. Who's going to score touchdowns there on the ground? I mean, on the on the ground, no one. I'm thinking it, more of they just throw it up to it, someone exactly. like Ertz or Alshon or I, I anybody. Think, I think Blunt is kind of the guy that they needed there in the backfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. Power back. And Sproles is a great compliment to him. Um, as far as Smallwood goes, I mean, you, you traded a fifth for him. I mean, no, I you know. can't be that upset about that. No, I know, but it was just, you know, obviously I like the value that I got him for, but my running backs are aging, and I was hoping... You know, because he had signs to take over. He, his yards per carry was good, but he didn't have a, that one game that was like, wow, this yeah. is why I wanted him. Yeah. But I was hoping this was going to be the year that he, not that he had to break out like a Jordan Howard, but just shows that, give him a couple more years, maybe put on some more weight, and he can be, uh, you know, an RB1 in fantasy, RB2. But now I have to wait another year. Well, I still think he's going to get carries this year, just not as many as he would have, obviously. Yeah, he, well, he's not going to have fantasy value unless... He less blunt gets hurt or shows he's not what he was last year. So yeah, he's gonna get his opportunities yeah. and maybe be like, all right, let's work him in more. But I'm going to be patient for the first half of the fantasy year. Correct, him. absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, where are you gonna squeeze him in in between Legarrette and uh, Sproles? I mean, a breather. I, I also think like a... I also think Sproles might play in the slot a little bit. To be honest, so I think it's just a, it's a, just a random changeup. I mean, running backs, the teams do that. I think you're right. I think I think if one of them goes down, Smallwood's value goes skyrockets. And the the positive that I can wait a year on him. I know this is less about Blunt now, Smallwood, but they're all old. I mean, all three of those guys that he's waiting behind are 28, like 31, and whatever Blunt. Like they're all in the you know the decline of their prime. I would say for what you want your running back to be. So I'm not on to him. I'm gonna be patient. But it just kind of sucks. I have to kind of burn one hole in my bench just waiting. Absolutely. Could be worse, though. At least he's got upside. Yeah. My bench is filled with downside. <laughs> so so what picks would you give for for Blunt? Probably give him an early, early third, late second. Okay. Depends. If you're, I, if you're yeah. a win now, I guess, maybe a mid to late second. Yeah. I mean, I have I had 205. We'll talk about it later. But I wouldn't have given, even after this... 201 or 205. Oh, no, no. That's why I said late second. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Yeah, probably late second at this point. Yeah, I mean, personally, because I'm still rebuilding, I wouldn't do it. But if I I was a win-now team, I'd probably give like a mid-second. Yeah, that's fair. But but currently, my status, probably, I don't know, third. And when Hitler has him, and he's not a win-now mode. So he should look to deal him. He might be. Martin, Martin Blunt. To the RB1 and 2. We'll see what happens. Um, so another in other news, I know a lot of people were angry by this. I'm happy that the saga is finally over. It's it's over. It, it It's over. Um, <laughs> Josh Gordon was denied reinstatement. Did I mention that it's over? Um, so Josh Gordon no longer... Well, he has the opportunity to be reinstated next year. It's over. Um, He's not going to be playing for the Browns in 2017. It does not look like he was denied reinstatement. I think he can technically be open for reinstatement sometime in the fall, but by the time that's processed, we don't know. Are you are you completely washing your hands of Josh Gordon, or are you holding on hope? Let's say he just magically appears on your bench. Okay. Are you dropping him, or are you just holding him on, You wasting the spot? 
It's a tough question. Right? If he magically appeared on my bench a year ago? No, right now. Like right he, now? Like right now. You, just say you're Nick. You have him. What do you do? So what do you I do have had him? him for a year. No, sure. no, no. I don't uh, even want to say that because then you're emotionally invested. Then I'm invested. He in just him. you woke up and he was just. I put him on your roster and I just said, Nick, you can't have him anymore. I probably try to trade him. Yeah, I would just kind of trade him. Yeah, absolutely. I don't yeah. think the emotional. I think you got to know when it's over, and maybe Nick knows it's over. I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, at this point, they keep saying he's young, he's young, he's young. He's, he's about to be, what, 27? It doesn't matter if you haven't played in... Exactly, you know. that's it. Like, I get it. I'm sure he's working out, but... Like, I wouldn't be upset if he's on my bench, because I, I could get something for him. Well, you don't I, know I, what I you can get for him anymore. Someone would trade for him. Someone would take a shot at him. But what, so what? what's your cash-out point? A fourth? A third? I mean, I'd aim for, like, a second. Yeah, no, but I, I don't think you could get that anymore. Then I take my best. I take my best offer. Yeah, whatever it is, I just I would kind of send an offer to everybody and just see what bites. Yeah, it sucked too because last year when I took him in all my redraft leagues, he looked so good in the preseason, just like so dominant, and then he just checked himself out. Like he's like, I'm gonna do this. It was just such a bad time. I mean, I feel like there's got to be more to it because it seems like, you know, I think me and you follow him on Snapchat. He's just all he does is work out. So I don't know what he was failing or not doing that Bryant was doing. I know, you know, Gordon has had more offenses, you know, strikes on him than Bryant, but it seems a little ridiculous that he's not reinstated. I mean, I I 100% (laughs) agree with you. I'm not going to argue that. He should be reinstated, but what are are you going to do? You guys hear that? You hear that? Number two, Josh Gordon. He's not playing baseball for the Yankees. Number two, Josh Gordon. Number two. Moving on. Josh Gordon. <laughs> How do you feel about Number Buffalo two. Bills um, not picking up Sammy Watkins' his fifth year option? I, I was honestly, I, I was I was split both ways. I was surprised. And I, I was surprised. surprised. Yeah. I was surprised. I, I, I'm surprised from the point of how much they gave up to get him. Obviously, they gave up a significant amount. I mean, maybe they're trying to to just not exercise that option and then maybe re-sign him on like a one-year deal for much cheaper. Maybe that's the thought process. I don't know. Because um, I'm sure they had a, a decent amount of money probably invested. Just give him like a one-year like prove it exactly. or Exactly, yeah. To be I completely mean, honest. Super injury prone. They did draft Zay Jones. I mean, Zay Jones doesn't profile as a Sammy Watkins though. No. I know, but... Yeah, I have to see when I saw the news pop up, I had like an all like, wow. Like, yeah. Because this is someone who's been on a lot of teams... <laughs> And a very high-profile dynasty asset. Whether or not he stays on the field or not, he's just he has that pedigree and name to him that you'd want him on your team if you can get him. And to see that a team is just willingly just being like, "All right, we don't want you anymore," is surprising, especially for how young he still is. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're a Sammy Watkins owner, I'm happy he's getting the hell out of Buffalo. I want him somewhere else. No, 100%. I don't like the QB situation there. I personally don't like... I don't... Maybe there's no, like, statistics to bring this up. But I gotta imagine it's not f- good to play home at Buffalo eight times a year as a wide receiver. So get him out of there, and hopefully he goes to a better quarterback situation and environment situation, whatever, you know. Even like much. a dome. Yeah. Playing well, a dome. It, it... But he's gotta stay healthy. That's the main thing with yeah. him. But I'd be happy... I, I would be happy as a Sammy Watkins owner that he's getting out of, out of Buffalo. So what's your put you on the spot? What's your ideal landing spot for Sammy? Say he has an average season, they let him go. Um, 
So I'll say, switch, but I'll say Tennessee. This is an up up and coming team. I know they drafted Corey Davis, but I don't. I mean, everyone else on that squad is is okay to me, and I think they can be a, a fun one-two combo, and you know, have someone. He doesn't have to be the, you know, the primary number one if Corey Davis does pan out to be what he was drafted at. So, I always like having if, if I like having my number one having a, you know, uh, someone who is a number two that's yeah. competent. What about Arizona? Love that. Kind of take the reins from Larry Fitzgerald. I think he'd be a good fit there. Yeah, I was going to say San Francisco, but I like both of those options. I think they're all good. Teams need a wide receiver, uh-huh. an explosive wide receiver, one healthy. And the weather's obviously way different in both those areas than, like you said, Buffalo with crazy snowfall and the winds. And Yeah. I mean, that's just, I'm just guessing that maybe has an impact, but oh, it, it definitely can, it does. Can Starting and stopping, like you yeah. pull your hamstring or pull your hip well, or whatever you did like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's so easy to do. Yeah, unfortunate, but hopefully he does end up in a better situation. Well, I just want to note that uh, Sammy Watkins was part of the most lopsided tw- trade in lead- league history. He absolutely was. And do you want to tell the listeners who was involved in, in that trade? Sure, sure, sure. It was uh, the person to my right, uh, Spooky Gar- Garoppolo. Do you care to actually explain what... Um, uh... of, of course I would. I, I was in a dark place. <laughs> I, uh, I had a lot of draft capital. I think I had nine firsts over three years. Um, front-loaded, so there was a lot of 2017, a lot of 2018, um, and I decided one day I'm going to go out and try to make some moves. Maybe I'm going to try to win right now when it was one of those moves, and I, I thought maybe I could get a couple receivers, maybe three firsts each, like significantly improve my team, make a run. I got so lost in negotiations, I ended up giving five firsts for Sammy Watkins. <laughs> This is ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't ideal. I was more at the point in that says like I'm not not getting Sammy Watkins. Is is was my mentality. And what was he get the other three for Jordan Matthews? Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so ideal. You get eight firsts for Matthews and Watkins. Matthews and Sammy Watkins. That wasn't a time. It's outrageous trade, but that was at a time where firsts weren't what they were now. No, that no. is true. It's definitely improved to your defense, the value. It is true, but. I never should have given five for Five is ridiculous. For Sammy. I Like I said, I was... If you like, three for him, I don't think it would have been that, like... No, it would have been ridiculous. a good... That's what I wanted to do initially. And then I just... I couldn't get it done. I remember being at work, and I was just so angry. And I wanted trade talks to end. And I just put it out. Immediately regretted it. But it was done. And that those first end up being one and two this year. Right? Or did Ridge make other trades to get those two picks? No, it, it was my, my first. The second one wasn't two. I don't remember what the second one was. I think he got Chad's first in another trade. Oh, okay. But yeah, he got he got one on one in it, so that was enormous. <laughs> and he probably has one on one next year. Um, yeah, but yeah, good times. I traded Sammy Watkins for five firsts. Well, you're better now. We're happy you're here. We'll see when Megaquan breaks out. You know. Yeah, I hope he does. Uh, so last for news, um, Ladarius Green getting caught from the Steelers. I mean, he was kind of a Jordan Cameron situation to me. I didn't think he was going to play this year. Him getting cut is, is no surprise. I mean, from a Steelers fan, do you have any other insight? No, I kind of knew it was going to happen. I mean, he's had, what, like four concussions or something like that in his career. and You know, he was always uh, out with either headaches or something uh, gone wrong with his head. And it was, um, you know, it was kind of getting to the point where it was almost a concern when he was out there that he was going to take some kind of blow and it would end his career all together so yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know I think it's a good move for him I think it's a good move for Pittsburgh um, and you know ho- hopefully he 
signed somewhere maybe and he doesn't play anyone's gonna sign him he had a couple games like yeah. he had a string yeah. of some games well, I mean, he, he just got super unlucky being behind a hall of famer and antonio gates yeah I <laughs> just mean, he's, so unfortunate he's a great tight end when he's healthy he's a he's a good he's tight just end. an athletic freak that's he it he is it just, just sucks about his injury history. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, don't, you don't really come back from four concussions. I don't, you don't really live life the same with mm-hmm. four concussions. That's the unfortunate part. But shout out to the outlaw Jesse James, stuck on the rise. James. The outlaw, the outlaw. Yeah, I mean, if a team wanted to sign him for like to like block maybe in certain situations, I don't think he can block. He was more of a slot receiver anyway. So you think he's just out of the NFL? I think right? he's. Done. I don't. I think he's done. I think if he blocks, he runs the risk of little head to head. You know how much easier it is to get your second and third concussion. Shoop. Sure. Yeah, that's. I, I feel bad. I just I don't see it. I yeah. hope he does, but I'm sure he'll get some some money from the NFL Players Union. Is he owned in our league? I doubt it. No, no, he got cut. Um, Trainer was the last one to own. Well, Trainer might actually still have him. Trainer, I think, has him. Okay. Hmm. What are you gonna do? Uh, so moving on, let's talk about some of the other trades outside of the Sammy Watkins for five firsts. <laughs> All of which involve me. If, like I said, it's really just a common trend. I like to trade. Uh, so the first one, actually between uh, between hosts, casual trade between hosts, um, Addison Elko, Bortle Combat, gave his pick 205, um, and Greg Muller, 2018 first, so projected a late first, let's call it 10 or 11 overall. Um, Greg, mm-hmm. I'm saying you're not winning the championship. Um, for me, for Hunter Henry. Um, so Addison gets the, the win now piece that he's been he's been looking for, loves Hunter Henry, been, we've been talking about this deal for a while. It's been a long time in the it, works. It's been like six months, easily. I, we almost made a trade for before we even make cuts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it would have cost a me a little time. bit less than now, but it's what happens. But exactly, yeah. Hunter Henry's stock was up. Um, I mean, wish him luck. I mean, he looked great. I think he's going to be very good. I'm happy I got the draft capital next year because I only had two fifth-round picks next year, which wasn't going to cut it, especially in a team of my situation. And luckily, I have a, I have a good tight end class. I have three second-round picks, so I'm looking to pick up a tight end with that. And I have Eric Ebron, who has steadily improved every year. So hopefully he actually stays healthy, um, the Lions offense stays consistent, and and we'll see. So I'm, I think both the trade worked out for both sides. I yeah, think. for me, I had I gained a lot of capital through a lot of trades going on this year, picking up multiple firsts in multiple years. I had uh, Bennett, who I love and has been productive, but, um, you know, he's like 30. I know he's at the Packers now, and it's a good situation. I'll probably keep him. But I was also driving myself crazy if I wanted to draft a tight end this year with how hyped this, this tight end class is. But there's also that fear that rookie tight ends don't pan out or could never pan out. So at least I get someone who I know is proven and who's su- still super young. I, from every ranking I can see, he's a top five dynasty tight end. So I can't be upset with that. He's going to be my tight end for the future for five plus years. So I don't have to worry about that position for a while. And, you know... 205, it's, you know, it's an early second and a late first next year. I, I think it's fair for, for what I need to do, and I still have my first next year. I still have 112 and 201 this year, so I didn't really give up you know, a lot of my future, and now I can address other needs in this draft and not potentially reach or not get a tight end that I wanted. So I like yeah. the trade. Absolutely. Uh, moving down the list, uh, another trade involving me. What do you know? Um, this one got some got some... I got some some negative comments on this one just because of the player deciding that he wants to join broadcast camp. (laughs) Spooky Garoppolo, uh, myself, gives Golden Tate and a 2019 fourth uh, to Mike Rogers 
for Matt Forte and pick 214. So pick 26 overall, I think, in our draft. Um, like I said, I was really looking for the picks at this point. Like to add the draft capital. Um, I thought I was making a sneaky play with Matt Forte. Obviously, thought I could squeeze some amount out of him left. Probably not at this point. Um, I mean, he could have some value on third downs. He may be a flex play for me because my running back situation is very weak. Um, or he'd be a good broadcaster. Or he could be a great broadcaster. He'd be great in broadcaster league. Um, I did actually add broadcast bonuses. Um, for those of you who don't great. play in a broadcast bonus league, you're missing out. It's very exciting. Uh, Tony Romo went three overall. <laughs> Wow, Color may get drafted this year. Color may get drafted first round. What one? I'm curious. It's um, you'll you'll have to just do your own league okay. to, to start it out. That's, okay. that's all I can tell you. It might have been Troy Aikman, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's just honestly a trade at that point. Um, I think Golden Tate will have a good year. I, I do like Golden Tate. Always been a fan. I think I've had him two or three times. Also, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm looking at this as just. I'm canceling out the the 19 fourth in Matt Forte, and I'm just looking at it as Golden Tate for 214. Exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Which, uh, on paper, is probably fair. Maybe you yeah. could have got a little more for Golden I, Tate. I could have got. I could have got like 19 for Golden Tate. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, in that sense, maybe you lost a trade, but honestly, it's like it's it's a wash to me. Exactly. I, just, I agree. Yeah, Tate's not going to help you this year, or I mean, going forward, he would help you not come in last this year, which could be a goal. Um, I don't like you gave him to Rodgers because it's, it's a good pickup for him. It's a great pickup for him. Um, two fourteen is not that. I think I agree. I think he wins, but I don't think it's you know whatever hate you got. I don't think it's that bad. And you know you wanted to get a second this year, a little low, but whatever. Wanted the best broadcaster available. Maybe, maybe Forte has like a great year this year, and he has a game where he has three touchdowns, and you sell him hot. Who knows? I mean, they were talking about them splitting series, like just I mean, uh, like. Dipping up series, so like Bilal Powell takes one, Forte takes the other, which I mean could be good. That keeps him fresh, because Forte can still catch passes. He made a career on that, so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, last trade, myself um, giving pick two hundred five. Another host to host. Two twelve. Another host to host mm-hmm. trade. We mm-hmm. just we, we get we talk a lot. We <laughs> live in the same apartment. We get to talk. Three dudes, one apartment. Uh, Spooky Garoppolo gives picks two point zero five and two twelve. To Mad Chatter, Chad Patterson himself, for 208 and 209. Mm-hmm. So, Chad moving up in the world a little bit. Moving up and moving down. Moving up and moving down. Same for you. Same exact for me. Um, we both have our guys in mind. Um, of course, there are some clauses involved. We don't need to get too far into those clauses, but Wait, they're, what? they're involved. They're involved. Yeah. They're definitely involved. They need to be public. No. I don't think so they should be if, they're, if they, yeah, they're involved. they reveal. No, but if, what, if I would have trade for one of them, then well, I they, need they to know. Well, they have to be divulged at the time of the trade. Yeah, the time of the trade. Yeah, the time All of the right, trade. I'm just going to inquire. Okay, I want to make a trade for 208 and 209. So we'll talk offline. So let's move on to the bet. Um, such bet. So Greg, Greg bets Rogers 25 or $50. We don't know. We don't I, know. Well, I forget. I forgot when I wrote this. We don't know which one it is. It's 25 or $50. That Hunter Henry will finish with more fantasy points. Neither Howard, Ingram, or Njoku. So just to confirm, it's not all three of them combined. It's Henry versus the best of those three. Um, heated. Muller was heated at Josh's birthday about this. Yeah, this was interesting. Greg Greg visited from, from Europe. As you know, he's our crazy dust bastard um, from our previous episodes. He visited from Europe, and he got a little rowdy. And when he talks fantasy, he gets intense. I'm sad I missed all this. He was claiming that if Hunter Henry was in this draft... He would go it's top seven, top seven, and was basically challenging Rogers to pick anyone 
above him. Yep. Including any of the tight ends, and he said he would still take he would take Henry over the four three tight ends. That honestly, like, good or not, that I was already interested in Henry, but you know I respect Greg's fantasy opinion. Yeah. And that kind of steered me like, all right, I should go after this guy now while I have the capital to do so. So thank you, Greg, for the little push in the right direction. But, I mean, I hope he's right because I traded for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think he will anyway, even if the, you know, like we said, rookies take some time to, to develop. Henry's not a rookie. The only one I, I would say that would have a shot is Howard. Because, you know, that roto update came out about Ingram. Yeah. That was and... interesting. Joku plays for the Browns. So You don't know what they're gonna do. Cody Kessel started using his legs. You oh. don't know oh, no. Look you out. don't know news. what he's gonna do. Kessler is starting to throw with his legs for those of you who don't know. Isn't this amazing people get to the NFL and then they like have like uh, a vision of like something that's so obvious, it's like, Oh, I should use my legs. Like, yeah, because yeah, they're just natu- yeah, they're just naturally better than Or it's like else. when a wide receiver is like, Well, he has bad hands. Like how how? I, I just, it just doesn't just make sense. So it's like more uh, athletic it's than everyone. NBA, yeah. NBA player can't shoot a free throw. Yeah, I know. But it's like, not everyone has to do that. When you're a wide receiver, you have to catch a damn ball. And it's like, well, he has issues with his hands. It just like doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, do you agree? Are you taking Henry over either of these three? Areas? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think yeah. I would, too. I don't know if... I don't know if the... I guess by default that he would go 107. Well, not even that, but would you... Are you signing with Greg on this bet? Yeah, I, I would side with Greg on the bet. The, so the interesting question for me, actually, if I'm going to respin this, mm-hmm. is if you were to make this bet last year, would you still say Hunter Henry before Hunter Henry comes out? Would you still say Hunter Henry is the top tight end? So just go into this blindly, combine both drafts well, without hard. seeing Hunter Henry. That's what I'm saying. That's much harder. I think I would have taken Howard over Henry. To I be really honest. I mean, I, I didn't think really I know. would too. I think I, based on last year going into it, I probably would have taken Howard over Henry. But yeah. seeing that Henry's performed in the NFL, he's in a great situation. Now I take obviously Henry over him. Yeah, I mean, obviously this bet was made for that. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I'm just thinking interesting. I mean, Gates is still there, no? Yeah, he is. But they're they've literally come out and said they're getting him the record, and then he's not. He's getting he's done. Okay. <laughs> like that, his he's playing to get the record, and then he's going to retire. Well, for what touchdowns or like yards? I think it was touched. I think it was. Receptions and touchdowns? I actually don't remember. I think it is touchdowns. I thought there was another thing too, but yeah, he's basically playing to get the record, and then, then he's done. All right. Yeah, I would lean Greg's side, but like not by a lot. We need a running vlog. I want like a week to week update, like status on all the bets we have. Oh, updates! I can we can do live like, updates. Yeah, like on the Excel or some different Excel. I want like this one. The TP one, like there, we have a bunch of bets out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll I can update that. It'll be fun to see it week to week. The Thielen versus Crowder one, and by me, Josh will just jump on it. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah I think it'll be fun to see it. Right. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent down. So let's move on to our segment uh, titled "Love Hate." You guys ready? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Don't worry about it. I hate, I hate it. All right, so Alvin Kamara gets drafted by the New Orleans Saints. I personally love the landing spot. I mean, you can argue that it's a crowded backfield with Peterson and Ingram. I think he's a different player. He's more of your Jamal Charles mm-hmm. than he is your Mark Ingram or Adrian Peterson. He's going to be... He has the ability to slash, but he's going to catch passes. He's, he plays quicker than his 40 time. His 40 time was poor, um, but he plays faster than that. I think he's still going to get targets. I think he's still going to get carries. And then... Once Ingram and AP, AP I think has one year left. I don't see him playing more than one year. Mm-hmm. Ingram will be there for a little bit unless he gets traded. For whatever reason, Sean Payton does not like Mark Ingram. 
But I, I still think it's a great situation for Kamara in, in New Orleans. Agree. Love. I love yeah. him there. Um, it's funny. I was watching Kamara tape the other day just randomly because I just wanted to. Because the song is great. And the song is great. Just bombs. Um, <laughs> and I love his feet. He's like such a good shifty slasher type of running back. But he's also like he has a little bit of power. Like he's not afraid of contact. He catches balls. He's kind of like your kind of complete running back. Besides the fact that he's a little undersized, so I think he is a great complement to uh, Ingram and Peterson now. But I think if Peterson leaves, and say Ingram was hurt or goes to another team or something, I think he could be the lead back in, in New Orleans. Okay, as long as he doesn't get hurt. That's yeah. that's the issue. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he'll be fine. He's got the talent. Yeah, nothing else to contribute there. I kind of agree. The devil's advocate would just be crowded backfield. Could t- t- could take some time for him to actually see the field and prove what he's worth. But to Dynasty League, you have to be patient. So, I like the situation. Absolutely. Next one. Dante Foreman to the Houston Texans. What are your thoughts, Adam? I'll, I'll let you lead off because you didn't get much time on the last one. Um, I don't want to say indifferent, but... I don't. I still kind of like Lamar Miller. So they uh, gave him. I, they, they, I mean, they gave him a big contract. The quarterback situation is still whatever. So I mean, when you know that the quarterback isn't any good, you can crowd the box a lot more. I, I'm not. Hate's a strong word, but I don't love it. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna say hate because I don't love it. I would go okay. in the middle, but I can't. Because if I love Kamara's situation, I don't love it as much as that. So I'm just gonna lean toward the hate. I think it. I think he was targeted maybe a mid to late first. I think he may slip. Yeah, um, I may get at eighteen. Yeah, because I think he's gonna have to wait a little bit longer than other running backs are going to have to to get the lead role. I think it was reported he came in out of shape, so that has nothing to do with situation though. But I just think with the with him having to take a secondary role and it's gonna take I think Miller messing up or getting hurt for him to take the role and not necessarily, you know, taking the role from him. So I'll just say hate because, you know, I can only pick one. Chet? Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm kind of on your side too. I would probably lean love because I'm not as high on Lamar Miller as you guys are, or maybe not you, but I know you are high on Lamar Miller. Um, You know, he's a solid running back, but they got Alfred Blue there too still. Um, You know, we talked about form before on the podcast. I, I think he's just he can be a third down back and a three down back. I'm sorry, and um, he could be good there. So I, I would say love. I I like the situation. I love Lamar Miller. I think Lamar Miller is a feature back, but you can't run somebody into the ground. They're going to get hurt. Um, I I like Dante Foreman for what he is. I think he's going to be he's going to be a plotter. He's gonna he's gonna get goal line carries. He's going to spell Miller when he gets tired. But I feel like the Texans have a lot of other kind of options in there too like you could always throw Tyler Irvin in to catch a pass um, I, I, had, I had to throw him out he's projected point uh, negative point three on on uh MFL right now I don't know what it is on Yahoo but negative point three for Tyler Irvin um Jonathan Grimes I sneaky like I like Jonathan Grimes a lot Jonathan Grimes I though. like what Jonathan Grimes he's a sneaky little H-back he's super athletic he can catch passes I I like Jonathan Grimes I'm not gonna lie I, I think he's talented um, but I like Dante Foreman for what he is. I think he's he's a plotter. I think he's similar to like Zach Stacy. If you give enough carries, he's going to perform. He might not be over three yards a carry. It might be like two point two yards a carry, but he'll, he'll do something. So I think if he gets volume, he'll be effective from a fantasy standpoint. If not, he's just going to be a better football player than he is 
He's going to help the Texans more than a fantasy team. So I, I like the situation, and like I said, he's an injury away from getting significant more carries. Yep. Yeah, um, I kind of wish that they had a, a better quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, he's not a pass-catching back. But well, it just frees up. You don't have nine people in the box. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that... Uh, I'm still going to go with Love, but yeah. not by a lot. Yeah, I obviously like the Kamara situation better than Foreman situation. But I still, I'm leaning towards... Yeah, definitely. Leaning towards like. We can add, we can add love, hate. Love, like, hate. Hate, like, love. Let's put like in there. I like that situation. Yeah, yeah I'll go like. No conviction from either of you. Pick a side. All right, so I love it. All right, love. I hate it. I love you, <laughs> I hate you, I can get you. All right, Chris Godwin to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love Chris Godwin. Very high on Chris Godwin. Uh, we were talking about Chris before, actually, and the best word to describe him, he's just a very good receiver. He's just very good. He's got great hands. He gets open. Not overly athletic. He's just very talented. He just he profiles as a wide receiver, too, for the next decade once the spot opens up. I don't, he, I don't think he will as a rookie, um, but when the spot does open up, when it's, it's who, Deshaun Jackson is, is there now? Once mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson finally leaves or... Decides to age a little bit, loses some speed. I think Godwin will fit perfectly as a number two to Mike Evans. So I love the situation. Um, he has some time to learn, develop. I, I I think it's a perfect situation for him. Yeah, I was just watching tape on him. He just he's always like oh, I love over the middle receivers because yeah. it's not dependent on just you know the getting getting open just on speed and hopefully you know the cornerback bites or something like that. Like it's not just over the top. And yeah, he has he has good hands. I think I love him more than a situation. I was high on him uh, pre-draft. I just think with you know they have some pass catching backs. They drafted Howard as well. Evans is a top five dynasty wide receiver, and Jackson's there too. I don't. I was a little bummed when he got drafted there. I'm not. I wasn't. I was hoping he was going to go somewhere where he can immediately be the wide receiver too. Maybe I'm just not as patient with wide receivers because you get there's so many of them you can find another one elsewhere. So because I was hoping to maybe draft him with one of my picks, and now I'm a little bit more hesitant on not taking a risk on him, but just drafting him in in the early second round. I'm just gonna say I hate the situation just because I was just disappointed that he didn't go somewhere where he's immediately gonna be plugged in as a wide receiver too or be, you know, highlighted more. And I think he won't. He could be a good third down move the chains guy, but. I, I think his fantasy value for next few years is going to be low, unfortunately. So I'm just going to lean toward hate. I'm on the same page. I'm going to go hate um, only because of all the points you hit on. It, it's just a crowded offense. You know, you got Evans, you got Deshaun Jackson, you got Cameron Bray, you got O.J. Howard, you got Adam Humphreys, you got all these guys. What was? Is that funny? Cameron Bray is terrible. Cameron he's not, is he's not, not terrible. terrible. I see, tweets, I, I see tweets all the time that his like his analytics stuff is like really good. It just sucks that they drafted Howard. Sure is a great guy. I don't understand your hate for Cameron Bray. Sure is a great guy. He's definitely a weapon that uh, Winston likes. I would love to have a beer with him someday. So, Continue. Sorry. I was rudely interrupted by the laughs of our host over here. Yeah. But I think this year, hate. Like you said, in three years, love. But they could draft another wide receiver at that point. I just, yeah, for this year when I'm drafting now, I'm like, I'm kind of like, 
I would wait now longer than I would have had he been drafted in a better situation. Yeah, I think it's just different. Like I said, your team is trying to win now. You would hold off. Not I, even that. Well, some people draft talent over situation. If you think yeah. he's that good, you draft him and you wait, and he's going to be great. Yeah. I, I'm I, just more impatient, I guess. I really like the the Godwin situation. I get him and have to wait, but I think the return is going to be worth it. I think. You still think he goes, what, early second? I, I'm, I'm saying somewhere between 15 and 22. Yeah, so yes, early second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, a, that's a fair evaluation. 100% agree with that. I think he'll he'll do very well. So your your love, yeah, you I think it's love. perfect. I think it's great. Yeah, I also also a third year breakout. I like the guys to develop a little bit. Like I obviously wish I could get some guy who erupts on the scene day one, but if a guy has to be developed a little bit no, to, it's nothing wrong to hit that. his peak, I'm I'm fine. I'm in no rush. Uh, granted, I'll trade him before he hits his peak, but I don't mind that. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, so moving down the list, uh, Chad, your boy, my boy. Zay Jones to the Buffalo Bills. You want you want to start off with this one because he's been your guy. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it. I want to love it. I do because I love I love everything about Tyrod Taylor, even though I probably shouldn't. I think he's a he's a good quarterback, but <sighs> I don't know. Maybe he'll be good. I don't know. I want him to be good so bad, but we just talked about Sammy Watkins. He's injury prone. Zay Jones actually just got hurt in training camp uh, or OTAs. I'm sorry. And I just think that he could be, if he stays healthy, he could be a number one receiver there. I just don't think that Tyrod and him will figure it out for some reason. So I'm going to go with hate here. You agree. So I love it. I think the opportunity for him to get a lot of looks and targets is there for him. Not even with, this is before, I mean, he got drafted before the Watkins news came out. And I know I, I said that if I'm Watkins owner, I'm happy he's leaving. They're just, like you said, they're different types of receivers. And I, I have someone who's, you know, a high pedigree wide receiver. I want him to go to a better situation. Like, I want that kind of out of Buffalo. But if you're drafting a rookie like Zay Jones and you're using a late first on him, early second, I like an area where he can go and be the de facto at least number two this year and possibly number one in a year. So I, I get that the Tyrod, a lot of people don't like him. But it's not like Tyrod's throwing for a thousand. He, there's yards to be thrown. Like he's going to throw for what three thousand yards? Like whatever he threw for last year. They, someone has to catch them. And I, he, I think he could go in there and be a high-producing rookie right away and possibly develop into more. Um, I lean towards Chad. Um, obviously see both points. I I just can't go over Tyrod. Um. I, I don't like him there. I think the situation bad. He already got hurt. Like I said, you're getting cold for the hamstrings. The Bills are not a good <laughs> offensive team. How how many three and outs are they going to have? How yeah. many? It's... Well, Shady did well this year, so they had sustained drives and at least to the end zone. He was, you know, him and Gillisley were had a lot of touchdowns this year. Not to mention Tyrod uses his feet a lot. Yeah, Tyrod yeah. does run a lot. That's true. I mean, yeah, I think he'll do. He'll be okay. I just wish he was somewhere else. I, th- I think that's what's more playing into my situation. I wish he was in like New Orleans. Yeah, playing in a dome. Boom, done. I think he. he I think he supplants Willie Sneed there and becomes their number two. I would have loved that. Um, so yeah, I get it. He'll have the opportunity. I just, I just don't think it's a good opportunity. He's just a receiver that we're not used to seeing in Buffalo. I think that's what it is for me. I just, I just don't want him to be another Robert Woods. That's it. I don't want that. And even he had, I'm looking at it right now, so he did throw for, like, basically exactly 3,000 yards. There you go. Um, Woods had 613 and one, one touchdown. Okay, well, when they get the one touchdown. Yeah, but that's, that's there's it. yards there. Like, he can he 
get more targets and clay that had 552 or good like i don't even know if half these guys are on there but you know what i'm saying like there's not anyone on this receiving core that's better that's than him. good yeah. yeah that's better than him besides sammy who's not going to be there or sammy's on the field so yeah totally i mean i hope you're right i love the opportunity for him it's there we're very divided on these so we far. are we are united we stand divided we fall <laughs> joe mixon it's what he always says to the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it's a great situation. I'm, I'm sad because I love Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard. I, I target them in pretty much every league I'm in. Now that, that time's pretty much over. I, th- I think Joe Mixon has more talent mm-hmm. than, than both of them. I think that's not even a question. So I, I think he starts out the year very hot. I think he does very well. I think they have the passing game to support a running game, which is great. You have AJ Green, you just drafted John Ross, you have Tyler Eifert, you have Tyler Boyd. You have options. It's nice. I think he's going to do very well. He can catch out of the backfield. There's not much more I can say. He's going to be very, very productive in Cincinnati. Yeah, I love it. I, I think, I've said this before, I think he's the most talented running back in this draft only because he can catch ridiculous passes and he's maybe the most explosive running back, you know, through the hole and breakaway speed. And I think, I think he's just your prototypical running back in the NFL. And it sucks that he went to the Bengals as a Steelers fan, and I'm sure for you as a Browns fan, hate it because we, I think we both equally love what Joe Mixon can bring to the table. Um, but the situation is ideal. I mean, Jeremy Hill is serviceable. He's a, he's a good running back. Gio Bernard is a great third-down running back. But... Jeremy Hill's going to lose his job is what it comes down to. Joe Mixon is just leaps and bounds better than Jeremy Hill. And I'm sorry that you have Jeremy Hill on your fantasy team, but it's uh, it's a harsh reality. It's fine. When when Jeremy Hill goes to the Colts and takes Frank Gore's job, it'll be a different story. Hot take. They should absolutely trade Jeremy Hill. I mean... I, I honestly, I really thought he was going to Philadelphia. I really thought he was going to Philadelphia. He's not going to Philadelphia. He's still young, no? Yeah, he's like 24. Yeah. So I'm I'm, hold, I'm not going to cut him. I'm still holding on to him. It's just this year he's not going to do much for me. Yeah. I don't think it's traded. I guess one of the first uh, when he first got drafted there, I remember talking with Muller. I didn't love it at first. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, but the more I think about it, to the points that you were saying, there is a lot of targets there, and there's a lot a lot of mouths to feed. But compared to where I you know like where Cook went or like where other running where where he could have gone, I'll just say I love it because. I think the opportunity is there for him to take over the, the reins as a running back one, and that may not be the opportunity in other teams. So for that reason, I'll say I love it. He's going to probably be a top four pick, and you're not going to have to wait more than two years for him to be you know, your bell cow guy there. So I love it. 100% agree. So let's now move to our last one. Um, also your boy, drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. Do you want do you want to lead us off? This might surprise people, but I kind of hate it. I kind of hate it. I love it as a Steelers fan. I hate it as a as a fantasy, because I don't know where you're gonna put him. You, well, you have Martavis Bryant coming back on one side. You have Antonio Brown on the other side. I mean, is Juju gonna play the slot? He's not a slot receiver. And Eli Rogers is still there to play the slot. So I don't. I just don't know where he's gonna fit in this office. I mean, we'll carve out a role for him. But I think he could have gone to way better situation. I agree. I, I feel like he was literally drafted as insurance policy for Brian in case Brian messes up again. I well, think then that's why did we I sign Justin Hunter? Entirely too. With it. Well, Justin Hunter 
can't prove that he can put it together. Justin Hunter is one of the most physically gifted players in the NFL. He just can't function as a, as a wide receiver. The, some of the catches he makes are obscene. He's ridiculous. I love Justin Hunter. He just can't put it together in an actual game situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think he gets cut before the start of the season, to be honest. Um, but I think Juju was literally taken to be a insurance policy for Martavis. And for that, because my dad brought the same thing up, because he was the draft was going on. I think we were golfing when he was getting drafted. I don't forget where we were. And the Connor pick happened. No, Juju we were at the Smith. local age concert when Juju got drafted. Pretty sure. Yeah, maybe it was a day after he was yeah. like assessing it, and he was saying that you know the Steelers have a, a no bullshit that kind of attitude. Yeah. And he, you know, his speculation was, you know, Bell has had his issues. Brian has, hit it, has had his issues. If there's any chance, A, they're not going to overpay for these type of guys if they know they have a chance to miss games. And if anything happens again, I don't think they have a problem. I don't care how talented they are. They have no problem saying, get out of here. So for that reason, I don't, I don't think that they were just drafting just for insurance. I think there could be a bigger picture as far as, like, Let's see the Brian thing play out. I don't know when his contract's supposed to be renewed, extended, whatever, but I could see them being like, listen, dude, you're not worth the risk. And, you know, maybe they let Brian walk despite his being a talent, and if Juju pans out. I just like, you know, they have a high-powered offense, so for that reason I'll just say I love it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I like all it All fair too. points here, I mean... For, so, so if we're saying for year one production, I don't like it. But in long term, as a dynasty league, I like sure. it. Sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. 100%. So, that's going to do it for our love-hate. So, we also all picked a sleeper. Uh, someone that we like, maybe fell a little bit later in the draft, maybe a little bit more unknown, going under the radar. Maybe he wasn't drafted. Maybe he wasn't drafted. <laughs> we don't know. It could, maybe he was a, a late free agent. We don't know. Um, so that's what we're going to go over now. I'll I'll start. My guy, to be honest, he was he was drafted in in a good a great position um, on day two round three. I'm going with Kenny Galladay. I really like specifically his landing spot. He's a big wide receiver on a team that doesn't really have where go a big wide receiver. He went to the Detroit Lions. Uh, he was picked in round three. He's a big guy. He's six four two eighteen. Um, he's big. He's fast. He's got good hands. He ran a 4-5. He's got pretty good hands. And they're kind of devoid of that type of player outside of Ebron, who's technically a tight end, but he plays a slot. I think Galladay can easily carve out a role at the start. Um, you have Golden Tate. You have Marvin Jones who are running around little speedsters. Great. But they're not going to beat anybody out in a jump ball, to be honest. I mean, Marvin Jones might because he's, what, 6'1", 6'2", he's athletic. But Galladay provides that mismatch for you. He's got the speed. He's got the size. If you can actually put it together, I, I absolutely like everything about the landing spot, especially with Stafford. Stafford loves to air it out. Think of Car- the, all those five touchdown Calvin Johnson's games. I'm not saying he's Calvin Johnson, but he's got a similar height. So I, I love the situation. I think he's going to be he's going to be pretty good. Okay, my guy is uh, someone we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, currently fourth, probably on the uh, Eagles depth chart. Picked round four. Uh, pick 26. Donnell Pumphrey. Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> no, no, continue. He's, he's a big human being. 5'8", 177. And what better person to learn from than Darren Sproles? So seriously, what better person I, to I learn can't, from? I can't argue that. I cannot argue that. Um, Pumphrey shares a certain record with Ron Dane 
and that record is they are the top two rushers in FBS history. How's that feel? It's, you like it, that? It, Boom! Put production, that in your mouth. And production chew it. is real. Production's real. I love his tape. He doesn't run like he's that small. That's for sure. He doesn't. He, he he's very patient. Great vision. Finds the holes. I mean, obviously the weakness is his frame. He's. I mean, he he'll get tackled by a pinky finger. So I think he needs to put on some pounds. But why can't he be a serviceable? third down back when Darren Sproles eventually retires, which is probably next year. So it's going to be interesting to see him for the Eagles. I love him. I think he's. I think he has a chance to be a nice flex play in, in Dynasty formats. All right. So I brought you in the first episode, Shaheen, non-D1 athlete. Give it so, to me. So now I'm going to give you the non-drafted player of Tim White, wide receiver, Baltimore. So you're laughing. Undrafted Arizona State wide receiver, mainly because I hate pretty much every single one of the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers. I don't agree with your pyramid height. I'm looking at the projected wide receiver core for them, and it's all just buns. They're all it's terrible. Pyramid Wallace Campanero. Yeah, it's bad. This guy was a U.S. Olympic track and field star. 5'11", 175, smaller frame, but you can't teach speed. And he's clearly got the speed if he's an Olympic track and field star. And he's in a situation where they like to throw. I like Flacco as a, as a quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And, again, their wide receivers, I think, are terrible. So he's got a lot. Like, apparently they have 15 wide receivers in the roster up and caught a single pass in the NFL. A lot of guys to jump over. But if you're going deep, deep, you know, 30-man, 40-man rosters, and it's not our league, but any other leagues out there where you can just stash – you have the ability to stash guys. Why not take a chance on my boy, Tim White? <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad argument. It's really not. <laughs> they are going for speed, though. Mike Wallace, Bashad Perriman ran a four-two-three or something. I got an Olympic tracks there. They're, they like to give Flacco the option to throw the deep ball. Let's do it. Tim White just sounds like a guy that's just at his cubicle. It's just working at nine. What's, what's like really funny? Is, yeah. No, Tim. Tim White is like my family's contractor. Like does all the work yeah. on our house. It's Tim White Incorporated. He like comes over, does all the landscaping, does like a roof. He's he, like Jake from State Farm's manager. Yeah, his office is in Seaford. Go see him, Tim White. Tim White Contracting. Maybe that's a new sponsor. Maybe I'll I'll let him listen to the podcast. This is we're going places now. That boy Tim. Um, hey, you guys left Adam Shaheen, and he went the second round, so you're just absolutely wait. right. Just wait. You're absolutely right. So, we'll wrap up the show today uh, with the answer to our trivia question. Do you guys oh, have sure. any thoughts for me? Any <laughs> any ideas? Any topics you want to discuss? I wrote down three possible a- answers. Okay. My first was the Ravens. Okay. Given that I don't think... Dixon's probably their best young prospect out of everybody, besides Tim White. So, I don't think he's going top 100. Is this like a 10-team league? 12-team league? Normally ADPs? So, yeah, this is 12-team normal ADP. So, that's like 8th round. I don't think... What about th- Flacco, though? I don't think Flacco goes top 8 rounds. I'm not taking him top 8 rounds. I don't think quarterbacks to wait late. I don't think Dixon goes top 8 either. This is a dynasty startup, right? Yeah, dynasty startup. He might yes. go top 8. Terrence West maybe was mm. in there? Is it Ravens? No, it's not Baltimore. Baltimore's first player, though, they their first player came at number 94. Oh, so they almost made it. Who was it? Uh, the first player at 94 was... I filtered. I have to unfilter. Yeah, I'm curious as to who this... 
who this is. That's a great guess. Was though. yeah, Kenny Kenny Dixon. Oh, and they're so close. So it was Kenny Dixon at ninety four and Brashad Perriman at ninety six. So the All first right. two players came in the nineties. Do you want to say your first guess though before I say my second one? I have. I don't think it's right anymore. Yeah, now I'm looking at my second one. Take a guess. Throw it out there. Uh, I want to say Cleveland, but I don't think it is. That's not Cleveland. Yeah, no, it's not Cleveland. It's not. It's not Cleveland. It was Coleman. Yeah, Coleman was relatively early. My second one was Broncos. No, Den- Denver had a few. Denver had three. Hmm. Jacksonville? Jacksonville Nolan, had A-Rob. like four. Yeah, four. Jacksonville had Now Fournette. Yep. San Fr- no, no, it can't be San Fran. 49ers had one. And the Jets was my third one. That was Eric Jets. Jets. Yeah. Eric nice. Decker was 101. That was the first one? Eric Decker was 101. I'm surprised Anua or Anderson wasn't higher than him. They were a little bit lower. They are like the 120 range. But All yeah, right. 101, Eric Decker, New York Jets. I thought that was really funny. That was a good question. Yeah, that was a good question. Not bad, not bad. The other one I was going to do, uh, I'll do. I'll tease it for next week. There are seven teams with five players in the top 100. Can you name those seven teams? So okay. just give you a thought about it. Uh, I'll sit on that. Yeah, thought about next week. But yeah, it's a good one. New York Jets, Cleveland Browns, better players than the Jets. Who would have thought? How many did they have in the top 100? Just Coleman, right? No, Cleveland had two. Oh, TP, it was Crowell, right? Crowell and TP's Coleman. on Washington now. So it had to oh, be... Oh, yeah, for this year? Okay. Yeah, for this year. Duke? No, they were younger than Crowell. It was literally right? Crowell and... Oh, okay. Crowell and... Uh, Coleman. Coleman. All right. Yeah, I like bad. that. Not bad at all. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. We're, we're happy to be back. We're back in the rhythm. We're going to have consistent podcasts, blog posts... Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's going to be hard to avoid us. Your parents are going to talk about us. Your girlfriend is going to talk about us. Mm-hmm. Any significant other will be talking about us because mm-hmm. we're back. Thinking about us. Thinking about us. Sending us texts. Sliding into our DMs. Yeah. Just the usual, usual things that podcast hosts have to deal with. Right. Yeah, we'll be dealing yeah, yeah. with. Right. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, we're back. It back was good to have a three-week break of the DMs not being exploded, but now... You know, it's, now we're it's back. super, super yeah. tough. Super <laughs> so tough. So much sliding. But like I said, someone has to do it. It might as well be us. Uh, so next week, we're looking into a few different things. We may do a, a post, post-draft post mock, see how our opinions have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything oh. else that we're interested in, in talking about? We could do some more love-hate. We might do a little uh, maybe ADP as far as rookies, you know, who might underperform, outperform their ADP. Uh, maybe even do just a quick... New power rankings. Maybe some veterans were drastically affected by some of these rookies being there. So maybe it's just one. Yeah, maybe we don't know. I feel like we barely scratched the surface on the draft too. So yeah, we have a lot, a lot more drafts up to dw- uh, dwell into. And hopefully, hopefully, we have some new camp stories. A lot of exciting things going on. Yes. Uh, but like I said, that's going to do it. I'm your host Eric Von Dunn. Check out our Twitter at Elite Dynasty Pod. Go check it out. And same thing for Facebook and Instagram. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Peace.